0: Thursday, you know what time it is. Time for the hottest new wrestling podcast on the planet. Beyond the barricade with your host, Dollar Bill, the cleaner and the brain. Let's get started.
1: All right.
2: All good right, so show tonight. Yeah, very good show tonight. A discussion uh about what, you know, what we were talking about last last episode. We started to get into it, but we decided to save it for this one. So, anybody exactly. remember what we were talking about?
1: Ah, What it'll
0: take For a promotion to get your attention And your attendance
1: Pretty much how how are they going to get your money
0: Pretty much yeah So uh, does anybody want to start Personally My first thing is uh, How uh, approachable They are when you have the show How approachable the wrestlers are Mm Because you don't want guys Who are going to be pains in the ass And dicks to the customers Because then you're not going to have guys one who want to wrestle there and two you want the fans to be able to enjoy themselves and you want guys who are personable you want guys who are out there to expose themselves to the greater uh public so they can get uh more exposure to the bigger l- levels
1: mm, okay yeah okay. you want to show it's for me one of the things I liked is not just the person like being approachable or personal, but also the fact that the show is, is its own right and that they tell a good story, even especially even with the wrestling in the ring, that makes me want to go back and, you know, go back and watch it again and watch the next show because it's like, okay, I want to know what's going to happen here or, oh, well, this person's really awesome and I'm going to see more, you know, like to me, to me, this is where I, I get a lot of disagreements. But to me, it's me. It's just I need to see good action in the ring because if I want to hear good, if I just hear a story, I can go out to any soap opera. I can watch an anime. I can watch anything else. But the reason I like in wrestling is that there's action with it, and I like the style of action. I like moves. I like the thoughts behind it. You know.
2: Like, yes, the athlete- athleticism. Um. I can agree to that. It's why I'm such a big fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and when they were owned by Sinclair, Ring of Honor, because they didn't treat it like a TV show. You know, they didn't treat it like Real World or uh, Big Brother or you know something like that. They treated it like a sport. Yes, we all know that the outcome is predetermined, but when I watch it, like I want, like you said, I want to see the athleticism. Of the performers. I want to see the, the stories that I want to see are being told or should be told in the ring, you know, not through like, you know, not some guy sleeping with the corpse of a body as I go away. And yeah, see, like, like this, like this is Undertaker stuff, you know? Yeah. We don't want this. I don't want this in my wrestling. What I want is... Ha, ha See, like no, oh, now the lights come on. Now I'm here. Ooh, spooky. Ooh, I could do I could do lightning that hits the ring, but only the people at home could see. Mm-hmm. Um, but like like the stuff that I like is like Okada and Omega going mm. seventy minutes, in know, oh, instead yeah. of three. Definitely.
0: Match. Going back and, to the old territory days, flare and yeah. Steamboat going an yeah. hour, hour and a half, yeah, every night.
2: Yeah, like they were, and those stories were simplified. Yeah. They weren't, you know, Triple H getting inside a coughing and pretending to screw a dead woman's brains out.
1: Makes no sense. No. That, t- uh, that took me out.
2: Yeah. Like that's why if I was older during the Monday Night Wars, I probably would have been a WCW guy. Although, being, you know, in the New York area, we have MSG. I would have been able to watch ECW that's probably where my money would have went mm. i
1: gave give you an example for honor that about the ring about the story in the ring that also sells me for example and I'm gonna go way back here mm-hmm. there was a final battle between Samoa Joe and oh God I can't remember his name but it was for the it was for the title right oh, Austin Aries Rock. thank you Aries yeah Aries okay I wasn't caught up with the story th- at then. I wasn't really caught caught up with it. But when I saw that match, it was my first time really seeing the feud, seeing in action. But I understood the story behind yes. it. I understood the intensity. I I understood how much it meant. So for that to you know draw me in, even though I was not part of the whole story, I wasn't there from the beginning, that to me is something very special because that makes me want to say, wow, I want to go see more. In fact, that's kind of how I got on to more indie wrestling because there was some stuff that made me go, okay, I want to see more. Yes. And like,
2: like as a reminder, this is during the time when Ring of Honor was, the only way you could watch Ring of Honor was by the DVDs, yeah. by the VHSs, which I don't know if they were making Ring of Honor VHSs at the time. No, I don't but, think
0: they were. I think it went straight to DVD.
2: Okay, yeah, so yeah, but but yeah, the point is like you could only watch Ring of Honor through pay per view because or or DVDs because they weren't on pay per view yet, they weren't big enough to have TV, and there was no streaming at
1: the time, no YouTube, no nothing.
2: Yeah, so obviously, it's kind of hard to watch Ring of Honor if you don't know about it, and to say like to show you how like invested you became in the match, you know, in that moment because I. If I remember right, that's the final battle where Aries defeated the two-year reign of Samoa Joe, right? Oh, yeah. I I got caught up in that moment. Like, I I went with the crowd and exploded. Yes, no matter... Like, yes, we look at Austin Aries in a much different light today. But back then, that is... Even today, that's still one of Ring of Honor's biggest moments. Yeah. No
0: doubt. No doubt.
2: No doubt. And it... it, uh, i'm just gonna uh finish this one thought but okay. it's it's just for me storylines don't need to be this convoluted thing like you don't need a reason like you don't need a story for two wrestlers to fight because you could always make a story coming out of it and it's a simple story it doesn't have to be somebody sleeping with uh, but other sisters it doesn't have to be choppy choppy pee-pee. You know, it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to spill coffee on you in the back and catering. It could be just simple stories.
1: Mm, I mean, your turn, John. I want to hear this. I
0: got I got turned on to Ring of Honor because of you, Dollar Bill. We went to a couple of shows down in Edison at the Inman Sports Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the worst places to ever have a wrestling show. But right. it's oh. where... It's where Ring of Honor was running at the time.
2: Ring of Honor is very used to that. Um, I, I went to a show at Terminal Five, have, that that's probably just as bad. Terminal w- Five is a good music venue, but it's not a good wrestling venue. Yeah,
1: I was there with the Murphy Rex Center, mm-hmm. and where it got so crowded that the fire marshals got called in a couple times.
2: Yeah, wow. I'm not surprised. Yeah, not I was surprised. there. Yeah, um, they
0: didn't. They never got that bad at Inman. But just to get to your seats, it was a pain in the ass because there was only one staircase from the main entrance down into the pit where the wrestling ring was and the seats were. Um, But the action at Ring of Honor was absolutely phenomenal. Yes, and I wish I could
2: have watched that early Ring of Honor because the first time I ever heard about Ring of Honor was 2008 when Brian Danielson first signed with WWE. And that's when I discovered Ring of Honor. And then I discovered Botchamania. And then (laughs) I would see, that was like my first actual legitimate exposure to independent wrestling. Yeah. You know, and they would Mine came
0: before that. Mine came way before that. So
2: around the same time, that's when PWG started putting out those trailers, those infamous trailers with that same song each and every time. And I would watch that and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I'd start, like, I'd start waiting up for the young bucks match. And then Mm. that's how they got me into like, to actually go out and find ring of honor. They got me into new Japan pro wrestling. They got me into wrestling outside of WWE because the only two companies that I truly knew at the time were WWE and TNA. That's it. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, I got started with independent wrestling because a buddy of mine was actually in the Jersey All Pro dojo. Oh he, god. he was in the school.
2: Yeah, the and the I, one I went, that the one that was in to, uh charity hall.
0: Yeah, Yep. And I went to several of those shows. Oh, where, I was there. This, I when when their catchline was "Blood is better." Oh man, like I trust wish. me, that was not a lie. I wish. I can't tell you how many times having front row seats, I went home with blood all over me.
2: You know what's insane? I recently saw a video Mm -hmm. of from Charity Hall. Low-key against... This is in 2000, mind you. Low-key versus Sabu oh mind you this is ecw sabu sabu that's about to turn it uh about to uh jump ship to xpw and i'm like thinking to myself because i i grew up on the same block in bayonne yeah and to think that some of the biggest stars in wrestling over the next 10 to 20 years are fighting 10 blocks away from me at what's now considered a uh it's now a liquor store. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because I remember back in the day my sister used to go to um during October, they would turn it into like a haunted house type thing. Yep.
1: Yeah. And I, remember that too. Uh,
2: I didn't had I would have known to see guys like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, the Briscoes, Jay Lethal, to see them at that venue. And mind you, like those early days of JJPW, they were having uh running like uh sh- like they had a partnership with ECW. Uh, so like Dudley's had shown up, Sabu, yeah. Tommy Dreamer, mm-hmm. uh, the Nasty Boys, I think. So like it's insane to me the amount of wrestling talent that has been, that has walked through the doors, and has competed here in my hometown.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely, it's and even when Jersey All Pro ran in Jersey City, yeah, at Golden Door Charter School down on Tenth Street yes. downtown by the by the mall.
2: And one of the most mm-hmm. infamous feuds during that time between Jay Lethal and one of the biggest stars of professional wrestling today, Kenny Omega. Yes. Like, Kenny Omega was mm-hmm. hitting his, like, th- he got to Japan because of his work in J- Jersey All-Pro.
0: Hmm. He was just hitting his stride in Jersey All-Pro, and then he got uh, picked up by New Japan. And No,
2: first he got picked up by DDT Pro. And okay, he but... spent a number of years, about two or three years there, and then he would go in between DDT Pro and then New Japan, and then around, like, 2014, 2015, he was, like, strictly New Japan.
0: Yeah, but um, I was at a couple of matches with him and Jay, and, oof, they were hard-hitting. Oh hard-hitting and high-flying. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think they actually had a couple of matches in 2016, yeah. just as hard-hitting. And
0: one day, another another angle that they did was the invasion angle between Jersey All Pro and CCW
2: CCW is used to doing that right yeah, they yeah. Did invasion but angle when they did it, it back then ride.
0: yeah when they did it back then it was a lot better they did a lot better and a lot well, harder what i'm saying they is they sent two of their hardest hardest hitting guys to the sh- to jersey all pro to invade the,
2: the. well I'm saying promotion. like it, I'm not comparing to the WWF invasion angle I'm talking about CZW versus ROH that is like yes. still considered one of the like greatest fuse in ROH because it, it, it introduced a lot of talent to Ring of Honor mm-hmm. but it's also like so memorable because like they actually had um, Cage of Death at mm-hmm. Ring of Honor right and it was it was just like a uh like a just a mix between the two companies and of course it's like you have the deathmatch style of cgw which is the pure style style of ring of honor you
1: know that's a clash right there yeah
2: and i I was watching some of those matches man the intensity of the crowd yeah those 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 were the days man those were the days
1: that's actually a good segue to the next question then is um do you think the amount, like, um, do you think the amount of stars are also what brings you to a draw into watching other federations? Like yeah. we just mentioned about the whole invasion angle being exposed. I mean, would say, I'll give a viral example. Can Omega going to some other. I can't think of anybody right, any wrestling ring right, any promotion right now, but say something else local nearby, yeah. and they're advertised. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Would that bring you to that show? I could give you a perfect example right now. Go
2: for it. Um. So there's a couple of YouTubers that I watch. They started their own podcast. Great. And then now they started their own promotion. They've been running locally in um, North Carolina. Nice. They're called Deadlock Pro. I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Yes. Yes. And, and out. for the first yeah. time this Sunday, they're actually running in another state, New Jersey, Ridgefield Park. Nice. And I was like on the fence about going. Mm hmm. The first talent they named mm-hmm. was um one of the up and coming Japanese female talents in the, by the name of uh, Mayu Yamashita. I've heard. She, yeah, she's one of the big names of uh, Tokyo Joshi. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was booked on that show, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get this. So I I was able to snag the last front row ticket. Nice. And since then, they've announced Mayu Yamashita versus Independent Legend. Nicole Matthews.
0: Ooh, so nice that's call. going to be
2: a very good matchup. That's They've announced other, uh, other names, including there's actually going to be one match with GCW, NCZW legend, Matt Tremont.
0: Mm. Ah, the bulldozer.
2: Yes. So um,
0: He's got his own promotion.
1: Yes, H2O. Yeah.
0: Where are they running run out? Um, they're down South, South Jersey. Yeah.
1: And that's very interesting. That's very interesting to see that to see that. Like that the amount the, the stars draws, like it, that? Yeah, draws it draws in there like that. You know, it does especially sound familiar. for you know, especially for different promotions. I mean, that's kind of how I got into Chicago. Cause some mm-hmm. of the other guys I saw like were promoting there, and I was like, Oh I I'll check him out. You know, back in the day with when he was wrestling with Jersey Up of yeah. Times.
0: Yeah, I was right. Williamstown, New Jersey. There you go.
2: Yeah, but yeah, like like I said, that's how I got into independent wrestling you know wrestling outside of wwe WWE wwe's because i found two guys that you know they were smug like their characters were smug but they were getting some of the biggest pops they were doing the craziest moves and you know now like they're i consider them my favorite wrestlers of all time like i have their book i have so many of their shirts I support the company that they founded on their own <laughs> mm-hmm. I I literally got my friends to drive us overnight to Chicago for their biggest show that they've ever it, the biggest show that they've ever done, which was self-funded by themselves. you know really? so yes. like I'm such a big fan of these guys and they got me into wrestling. They've saved my I if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't know you guys
1: <laughs> sweet. Yeah. And one last thing also to cover, because it's also there because when it comes to getting a promotion to buy your stuff, it always feels like this guy it's the stars. It's uh the story they tell in a ring. And I think the last one is also we gotta talk about this. The crowd.
2: Yeah. Yes. Because uh, you know, there is the crowd could definitely separate you between, you know, the next big indie or mm-hmm. just some local indie. You know, yeah,
0: exactly. like P-
2: that was the thing about PWG, man. Every single show was run out of the same small building that you could you wouldn't understand why they would have wrestling there. Maybe at most a hundred and fifty people were there It'd be hot as hell, sweltering sweltering heat, no room for the wrestlers. but every single match, that place was on fire. Like, it was hot in terms of how great that crowd was. And it made PWG the place to be. You know, Ring of Honor, the crowds were always amazing. Yeah, That made it a very good place to be. You know, you look at TNA, the difference between those Hogan years and those, like, 2007, those X Division years, it's completely different. And that's what made TNA very good versus what they became.
1: And even to a sense, even to a good point, we'll put for AEW because that's kind of how it got built up. You know yeah. the fan, you know the fans, the crowd type in AEW. They're more the guys that are are attracting like the pro, like the indie circuits. Yeah, you know, you're getting yeah. a lot
0: of the guys off of the indies. Exactly. Like, yeah, a good portion of their roster came from our local indies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you got, that's you, you got know, Jungle because, Boy. Yeah, you got Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Eddie Kingston. You got Claudio. You got De- Brian yeah. Danielson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Moxley. Yeah.
2: yeah, and mind you, like they're not, like they're not going. They don't have their own performance center, and like yeah, they they have a partnership with Cody's school, but it's just a partnership. You know, it's yeah. they're they don't have their own performance center. And they're not looking for, like, you know, athletes that have just wrapped up, like, they can't play football anymore because of an injury. Or they're not looking for models who, you know, their work is dried out. You know, they're signing guys who are proving themselves on the Indies. You know. Like, hell, Billy Starks. She's 18 years old. She's making a name for herself. And, like, she's become one of the biggest free agents out there. And now I just saw
0: her on one of the episodes of Honor Club. I just watched yes. a couple of episodes today.
2: Yes, and, and now she's, she's offic- officially signed to AEW.
0: Right. Now is she gonna be working AEW or is she gonna be working ROH?
2: Um, I think at first she's probably gonna start in ROH.
0: That's where I saw her. she has yeah, to probably good. get some
2: exposure. She's been working some AEW dates as well. Like uh, a couple of weeks ago she did Rampage against uh Jade Cargill. And squash yeah. match.
1: It yeah, squash well, was... match, but you know, how well can you make even a squash match? You could still look good and make
2: it. your opponent look good. Okay. Yeah, like that's, that's what it. happened with like Nia Jackson, Braun Strowman, like twenty sixteen, when they first got called up. You know, they were being made; they were looking good because they were getting put against talent. You know, that were very good. Like especially, like you know what Nia Jack one of Nia Jax's um uh, squash matches was against. She
1: Dr. had a few of them
2: she was she had one of her squash matches on raw was against dr brit breaker d m d so like it's it, just because they're jobbers their squash matches now doesn't mean in a couple of years they're not going to be a big name
1: oh absolutely everybody starts off as a jobber i don't care yeah. who you are you always yeah. start yeah. Off as a jobber indeed yep. yeah yeah, so then this also leads into the next segment there because when we talk about the crowds and the wrestlers and the action, and then getting the talent to sign up, I'll give you one example of a talent that recently resigned, and we wonder how much is going to influence the product. FTR.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes, because like especially with all these rumors that Vince McMahon might be having a bigger impact in WWE in WWE again. You know, they probably were like, so like, supposedly they've been set for months now that they were going to come back to uh AEW and re sign with AEW, but they were all teasing it, they were teasing it, they were teasing jumping back to WWE. And I'll be honest, hey, it, it got them that buzz, it got them that buzz, so you know, yeah, you, you're not surprised, but um, but no, yeah, they, they're gonna have a very big influence on that tag team division. And that's what they love to do. They love to fight as tag, like as a tag team. And you know, when you go back to WWE, if you're a tag team, you're only a tag team to be split up.
1: Yeah, yeah. which makes no sense Vince at all. Vince McMahon
0: no. has never liked tag teams.
2: No, he's- and even even with Triple H, he's eventually broken up some of his major tag teams, you
0: know- including
2: DIY. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the Vaud Villains got split up. But then, you know, there's some that just made it to the main roster and then they got treated like crap.
0: Mm-hmm. FTR. That's always tricky. Yeah,
1: yeah. FTR's one of, FTR was one of them.
0: FTR was one of the main ones that got treated like crap when they got up to the main roster. Yeah. They didn't and really they didn't... have a good run at anything. No. They didn't have. I mean, they yeah, they won championships, but how long did they keep them? Yeah. A month? Two months? And when they.
2: I hope um, within this next deal, because they're signed for four years. They uh, so we're probably gonna release this on Friday, and so if you're watching before Rampage, they are gonna announce that they re-signed with AEW for four years. So, yeah. and after that contract, they said they're gonna retire. So what I would like to see at least once, is them competing in New Japan's World Tag League. And I bring this up because that's one like that's the showcase of to- tag team wrestling. And I would love to see more like tag team wrestlers from other companies join that tournament. Mind you, I would like to see wrestlers from other tor- uh, uh, other companies join the other tournaments in uh, New Japan. Always like the Super always. Junior the uh the best of Super Juniors which is coming up uh yeah, in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Super, um, yeah,
1: Jacob was like and Super Juniors. So they were like fantastic.
2: Yeah, Jacob. Jacob was basically the junior heavyweight version of the New Japan Cup, yeah. which wrapped up not that long ago. Um, I my wet dream is to see Ryan, Danielson, Eddie Kingston, Claudio Castagnoli in the G One. Ooh, I can yeah. only think about. Oh, Okada and Kingston going pound for pound, swing for swing, in the summer heat of Tokyo, and it Ouch. ending at uh, uh Ryogoku Ryogoku Sumo Hall. That's they, it... uh, yeah, that's where they announced the finals are going to be this year. Mm. Um, because the last four or five years, the finals have taken place out of uh the Budokan. Which Budokan is Budokan Hall yeah Budokan, uh, which is one of the biggest venues in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's a very popular music venue. It's in pro wrestling Noah's like signature venue. Like New Japan has the Tokyo Dome, pro wrestling yep. Noah has the Budokan, and um yeah, New Japan was able to book it for the finals of the G1 Climax, Excellent. and so yeah, for the first time in like six years, they're moving away from that and they're going back to Sumo Hall, and. Supposedly, there's rumors that Brian Danielson actually might be in the G1 climax this year because New Japan's running um they're running promos for a monster type character, hmm. and the reason is because if you look at the beginning, they do an intro with like the New Japan logo, but uh-huh. it's in the, it's done in the style of Toho uh the Toho movie company.
1: Right, kind of like the Godzilla movies, in case you're not familiar. Yes, that's
2: exactly where I was going with. Yeah. It's trying to emulate a trailer for the Godzilla films. Mm. And it's talking about coming soon. And it's like a bunch of like monster eyes and monster sounds. And it looks like it's coming and coming for Tokyo. So one of the big rumors is that that could be Brian Danielson.
1: American Dragon.
2: Yes, the American Dragon right there. Yeah. And... To see him in the G One climax, like Okada wants him, Zack Saber Junior wants him. So many people would love to get in the ring with Brian Danielson, especially in New Japan, because that's where that's where those those fighters are, those pure technical wrestlers. They belong in New Japan.
1: Yeah, I just want to touch up on it. So, yes, um, the G One. So you would say the G One is probably New Japan's biggest event. No. Okay, I want so to it's that- their biggest tournament. It's okay, the biggest. I would say it's the biggest tournament
2: in professional wrestling. It's bigger okay. than the uh, PWG Bola or uh, Battle of Los Angeles. It's bigger than the King of the Ring. Yeah, it's bigger than Bound for Glory. It's bigger than pretty much any other tournament out there. Because what it is, it's a round robin tournament, basically. It it was usually two uh two blocks of eight wrestlers each, mm-hmm. sixteen in total. But last year they actually did four blocks of six wrestlers. It was mm-hmm. the biggest G one climax. And so basically you get I think it's two points for a victory, one point for a draw, no points for a loss. And you face everybody in your block, and this lasts over one entire month the summer. So it's like hot as can be in Tokyo,
1: and oh yeah,
2: yeah, and oh, it's geez. grueling. It, it it so maybe last year wasn't as grueling because there was less matches, less like total matches for each competitor. But still, like so, the last three dates was you had the block A champion go against block D, and then block C versus block B. Okay, but the reason why it's so huge is because some of the matches of the years take place during this tournament and especially that final that yeah. final it doesn't matter who's in it you're going to have uh, an amazing match it's just going to be
1: watchable definitely
2: yes yes yeah. um last year was Okada and Will Ospreay and they tore and that the yeah. House down yeah just hearing that just like damn just yeah just that.
0: The, the year two, be- those two names are two of the biggest names you're ever going to hear coming out of New Japan,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, at least right now, yeah, yeah, and or then in
0: wrestling in general.
2: The um, uh, the yeah, uh, the year before was Okada and J or not Okada, um, uh, Ibushi and Jay White. That match was insane. Oh, so it doesn't matter who's in that final match, you know, you're gonna get a hell of a match. You're gonna get a Tokyo Domain event when speaking. Yes. The biggest show for New Japan is every January 4th, no matter what day of the year it is, whether it's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Every January 4th, they're going to run, New Japan runs the Tokyo Dome, which is the biggest stadium, both in terms of popularity Mm -hmm.
1: and in terms of capacity. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that, that's the last one we want to touch upon. So we said about F2R coming in, bringing in seats. Now, how about Jay White? He's
2: definitely, so what I'm starting to see now is, especially with AEW and New Japan, they're actually a lot more friendlier than New Japan was with Ring of Honor. So you're going to see, like, especially, you're going to see a lot of cross promotion, maybe not so much with New Japan Japan, but you're going to see with their New Japan strong. And you're going to see a lot more of those international talents that work for New Japan, now they might show up on a rampage or exactly. a, a uh, dynamite, maybe dynamite. even the dynamite, Yeah, but you're going to see them more on like rampage or ring of honor or maybe even dark because or oh, pay per view, too. What about
0: elevation? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, either dark or dark elevation. Um, but yeah, like especially like tomorrow night on rampage, you're going to have uh, it's not FTR, it's best friends. Right. Best friends are going to face off against the new IWGP World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, uh, Aussie Open, and it's going to be for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Yeah,
1: That's
0: yeah, going to be good, but
2: yeah, so you there's already a lot of
0: titles right off the. No, 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 weekend. I doubt it, but it's no. going to be a
1: good showcase. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's Definitely. going to be a sho- showcase, and it's going to showcase the uh the very strong relationship now with AEW and New Japan. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. John, so a lot of the, lot of the
0: talents in All Elite have clauses in their contract that they can go wrestle in New Japan. Yeah, Ryan Danielson, Kenny Omega, the Bucks, they all have yeah. contracts that say if they have a <coughs> date and New Japan wants them for that date, they're able to go yeah. do that date and then come back and do All Elite again.
2: The Bucks were actually able to do, uh, they were actually originally booked for Wrestle Kingdom this year. But uh, I don't know if they were booked for a match or if they were just um going to be a second for Tenny, uh Kenny Omega. And mind you, right. um if I say someone like if the bucks are gonna be a second to Kenny Omega, that's just gonna be like they're gonna be ringside. yeah that's like a new Japan way of saying manager yeah. right um right. But but yeah, they were scheduled for Tokyo Dome this year. But unfortunately, they had a uh, vacation already booked. Oh, yeah. So they couldn't make those dates. But yeah, no, they want to go back to New Japan. And yeah, there's a lot of AEW talents that want to work for New Japan. There's a lot of New Japan talents would love to come to AEW. So that's the thing. Like they're talking about, like me and my friend, who's a very big Bullet Club fan, we're talking about maybe there might be the start of a Bullet Club Civil War. And now with Jay White here in AEW, they're probably going to bring in Chris Bay and um, oh, I'm trying to think of Ace Austin, the two new uh two Bullet Club guys, Bullet Club guys that are in Impact Wrestling, and there might be a cross promotional Bullet Club war, which would would be amazing to see. That
0: would be ins- That would be insane. Very wow. good match.
1: Let me just backtrack a little bit.
0: Going back to uh, the days of Jersey All Pro in Charity Hall, okay, and how they said blood is better. They literally had a doctor and a nurse in the back sewing these guys up because some of them got cut up pretty bad. Oh yeah, and Mm -hmm. especially, especially when uh, the heavy hitters and the hit squad were in town.
1: Yeah, oh yeah,
0: just about every show. Exactly. Mm Wall.
1: Oh, oh, it comes yeah. out to
0: one word. Wall.
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All together we... now.
0: One, two, three. Whoa, wall. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I've watched some of those old videos on YouTube. And I think not just the crowd reaction, but the referee's reaction is absolutely priceless. And the one referee who gives always gave the best reaction was. Hansen,
1: oh yeah. the
0: whole refing show.
1: He was a hilarious. He was a damn good ref too. He yeah, he was, fun. Pressure, he, he was knew. fun
0: to work. He was fun to watch.
1: Yeah, wow, he
0: was fun to watch.
1: So, as he you can see, he was
0: a really cool guy too. Hmm. He would, he would stand at intermissions at Jersey All Pro shows. He would stand outside and talk talk to the fans, and I talked to him plenty of times, and. He's ha- he was a good guy to
1: talk to. So to summarize it all, then as we as we just shown from our love of, re- of wrestling, a lot you can see that what brings us back together is as we said the way they they the crowd interacts with us, the way the wrestlers interact with us, even the referees and ring crew and whatnot, and yeah. the way they tell stories. So everything like by, about that is what gets us to want to buy a ticket, go buy, buy their merchandise, go support them. Yes. And it's something that I I, I feel like, and you because I'm not sure how you feel about it, but I think sometimes that's where I feel like WWE loses. Yeah. I feel like... I agree. They tend to go more on the more... I guess they want to have their own home style thing, which... Well, WWE of,
2: is... I, I see how WWE is more like they just... As long as they get your money, they don't care. Yeah. yeah. Like, they try to promote, hey, oh, you know, wrestler inactivity, this, that, and the other... They don't. They don't care. Like sometimes, I, when the only I, time like, you
0: really have access to the stars is WWE WrestleMania access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't and see anything at any of the other pay per views. The only time you see it is around WrestleMania. Exactly.
1: The official
2: ways, and mind you, like yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm against the fans that you know hound these people.
1: Yeah, and like, don't do it.
2: Yeah, no, don't do it. Like they're yeah. especially at an airport. Yeah, like, don't do these it. These people are like they're like. So they're out exhausted. of it, and yeah, they're exhausted. They're tired. But you um, would be four in the morning too. Yeah, but like with WWE, like sometimes when I, what got me out of them is that I would watch Raw, I would watch SmackDown, and I would feel like, like insulted as a audience member. Like I would feel like stupid and like not taken advantage of. Uh, but like when I would watch that show, it would make me feel dumb. Which is not Mm. what you should do with your audience. No, no, no. I would watch AEW, I'd watch Ring of Honor, New Japan, hell, even Impact as of late, and I would be entertained. I wouldn't feel like I'm bad for liking what I like. That's like that was a big thing. Like, I felt like wrong for liking what I like, you know, the liking the wrestling that I like. But the way WWE was, was that it made me feel horrible. Like I like I was bad for liking the style of wrestling that I do. Nah. You should yeah, never exactly. be. No, you should never be. All right. Folks,
1: All right, time to wrap this up. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful discussion today. Absolutely. Thank you. Great. To, yeah.
0: Great to All hear right. everybody's opinions on everything.
1: Indeed. Brain, take us away.
0: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, check us out on YouTube, Beyond the Barricade. Spotify, Beyond the Barricade Wrestling Podcast. Till next time. Too sweet.
1: Too sweet.